Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. You can also find me live Sunday nights, 97.1 FM Talk in St. Louis. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show. And if you go to HeidiHarrisShow.com or HeidiHarris.com, there's information on when the show is on. And you can listen to it live just by clicking right there at the website. Or you can go to Odyssey. A-U-D-A-C-Y, the Odyssey app, and type in Heidi Harris, and podcasts of my Sunday night show will show up, and also this podcast. So you can't get away from me, even if you want to. Also want to mention Heidi Harris Show, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and on Sunday nights, I do a live thing on Facebook, Heidi Harris Show Facebook page. So I do videos on Rumble. Heidi Harris Show is the channel on Rumble. Recently, I had a chance to talk to a paramedic who's been posting a lot of things on X you know, formerly known as Twitter, about his experiences as a paramedic during the time that the shot was being administered at various places and what he's dealt with since then. His name is Harry Fisher. I wanted you to hear this conversation. Harry, glad to have you. I've seen you on Twitter uh, talking and and being blasted by people who don't believe what you're saying is true, which is kind of hilarious because you're on the front lines. Thanks for being here. Hey, thank you very much. It's very nice one meeting you and seeing you out there trying to help others. It's it's very refreshing to to have like minds, especially whenever they've censored so much of us. It was it's pretty amazing how they tried to make us feel so alone for the last few years. So so getting right. the opportunity to find people that that are seeing outside of the the, the corrupt box is it's it's a godsend. So thank you. Yeah, it, it is. And I, I and I've said this on Twitter and I've said this on other podcasts that I've done. I've talked to various people who are severely injured. I am not gonna judge them. I'm not wagging my finger at them. My heart breaks for them. No one deserves this. But what's amazing to me, just yesterday, I put something on X. A friend of mine told me this story, took a 26-year-old girl to the hospital, transported her with heart problems. And when you get there, you know this, you're a paramedic. First thing you do is you let everybody know at the hospital, uh, what, you know, were there pills on the dresser? You know, what do you think happened, right? They told the doctor that she had recently had the shot. And the doctor said, and that's this friend of mine I've known for decades, he would not lie to me. The doctor said to him, Shh, don't say anything. Keep it on the down low. We don't want the media to know. Now, this is probably a year and a half ago or so that this happened. But when I put that on Twitter, formerly known as X, formerly whatever, I can't believe how many people came back at me. And you saw it, too, because you were jumping into my defense. How many people said that's a lie? That's a lie. So, in other words, it's not possible in their minds that that happened, Harry. Yeah, no, it's not. It's uh, how I liken to what I've seen is... Um it's like an abused patient. Like whenever I run a, uh, abused spouse, like I had one, uh, I've, I've had a patient that was so severely abused, just could barely speak. Wow. And when we got there, I was trying to convince them to report their spouse. And they just kept saying, Oh, it's a bee sting. Or, you know, couldn't even, it's a bee sting. It's a bee sting. I'm okay. No, you're not okay. They're going to eventually kill you. And if you press the issue too much with an abused patient, they'll just get mad at you. And what we're experiencing, it seems, is a whole bunch of uh, abused people that have been abused by their pharmaceutical companies, that have been abused by their government. And, and now, whenever people try to speak truth about their abusers, they attack us. It's, it's psychological warfare played out by people in charge that mm-hmm. good people like you who are trying to come out and help people, you're going to get attacked for. It's, uh, oh, yeah. 
It's amazing. It's what some people call a cognitive dissonance and, and they just, they just, they won't even accept that what you're saying might be true because if they have to entertain that thought, then they're worried about their own butts. That's really what it comes down to. It can't be true. It just can't be true. Or therefore I'm at risk or I was stupid to take the shot. I'm not calling people stupid for taking the shot. I'm just saying that's how their mind works. Yeah, it's severe Munchausen, uh, by, mm -hmm. you know, it's Munchausen mixed with Stockholm syndrome. Your government right. and your pharmaceutical company has been telling you you're sick for so long, making you sick for so long, and then beating you for so long that eventually your mind just can't get out of the fact that they can, they can do no wrong. Right. And if someone comes along and says, hey, like me, hey, when I did CPR in a Pfizer line and I tried to tell, try to tell people about it, hey, this, this patient died. The nurse said it was the second one in two weeks while I was doing the CPR in that in that, in that one line that, that was there to get their shots and actually had their shots. And people were standing behind me because they were in the front where the tables are. And that's where that's where we were called to. And when the nurse said it, this is the second one in two weeks. You would think one between the CPR that I was doing and between the nurse saying this is number two within two weeks, the people behind would have left. The people just stood there waiting their turn unbelievable I mean, that's, that's... no I, I don't want to i don't want to gloss over that that is hugely important so once again uh for, i'm going to say it for the people in the back so you were called to a cardiac event in the pfizer line somebody right behind them didn't go i'm out of here i just saw what <laughs> happened they got the shot they coded i'm out of here that didn't even happen no i, was, I looked over i can I, it was so surreal because i, I remember because me and my partner were there, the fire department was there, the nursing staff that was doing the clinic was there. And I remember looking over my shoulder and seeing the people stand there and watch. And as we were leaving, no one was following us out the door. No one was leaving. Wow. No one was leaving the line. It was it was spooky in a sci-fi horror movie way. Like I, I I've never seen anything quite that disturbing, and I've seen a lot. That is, yeah, as a paramedic, you've seen a lot. That is crazy. So talk to me a little bit about how long have you been a paramedic? Uh, since 2012, uh, EMT since 97. So a long time. You've over seen a 20, lot. yeah, a long time. Long time. So I saw you post on X that you could have gotten a fake Vax card, but you chose not to do that. Good for you. How did you avoid having to get the shot? Uh I, I actually got a uh, exemption at the, I was working a contract in Oklahoma and I received a, in, in, in the ER and I received an exemption at that ER. I was very vocal about because by that time I'd already seen the done CPR in a Pfizer line, already seen young heart attacks and started putting oh, wow. two and two together. Like, and, and I was vocal about what I'd seen and I was watching all these people having to take this shot or lose their job. They were putting them under some very high duress and, um, I went ahead and got an exemption, a religious exemption. And on my religious exemption, what I wrote was due to the fact that I did CPR in a Pfizer line, that that line lost two patients within two weeks. I cannot in good conscience put this substance into my body. Give to Caesar what Caesar's, give to God what is God's. And that was approved. I got an approval. And I was even showing my friends there where I was working, hey, I got an approved exemption. You don't have to take this shot read my exemption. And I was giving it to them, letting them read it. Look, I've done CPR on a Pfizer line. I got an approved exemption. Don't take this shot. You don't have to. And the, even the holdouts predominantly would go ahead and take the shot because they didn't want to rock the boat. They were too scared to lose their jobs, that they were willing to take a substance that they knew could harm them. That's that's crazy because I know people in my business 
who who basically told their boss, look, <laughs> I'm not taking it. I'll walk. And they were valuable enough to the business that they they were I, I was able to get out of it because I work from home and now and I, I would have left a job if I'd had if they tried to push it on me, I wouldn't uh, would have done it. But it's it's horrible for the people who had a choice and and took it. I don't I don't understand that at all. So talk to me about the things that you you saw at the beginning of the shot. You already, you already talked about the fact that you went to a Pfizer line because people were coding, having cardiac incidents. Talk about the things you're seeing now all the time as you're making your runs as a paramedic that potentially could be shot related. We don't know for sure, but talk a little bit about that. Um, I've, I've seen more since the shot rollouts. I saw more uh, seizures than I would normally see, especially in the younger, you know, the teenage population, whenever they started being able to get their shots. And I would ask them, you know, have you taken any of these shots? Whereas most of the medics sadly wouldn't ask that question or even think to ask the question. Well, hang on a second. Now, what? Where I, why wouldn't they ask that question? I mean, it is pertinent, right? Because because it's, 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 it's not pertinent in our brains. Like even before the shot rollout, I would have never asked if you had a vaccination. I would have never or a flu correlated. Shot or, okay. Or a flu shot or whatever else. Right. Okay. No, I would have never correlated the two, would have never thought about it. And, and to be quite honest, if I hadn't had the abrupt doing CPR in a Pfizer line, it would have probably taken me a lot longer to, I mean, if ever to recognize what I'd been seeing, but I was put in, I was thrown into the deep end really fast. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, the indoctrination is pretty real in, in our field. I mean, we, we, we believe that, you know, vaccines cause no harm. We're probably okay. Um, most probably paramedics and nurses didn't even know what theirs was before all of this occurred. Right. I mean, that wasn't something we talked about. Um, so, so, but since and for, then, for those who don't know, V-A-E-R-S, Vaccine Adverse yeah, Event, event reporting, reporting System. Thank you. Okay, I'll get there. That's what it is. People <laughs> may not know about that, but that is there. And and just reporting something on the VAERS system is very complicated. Most people don't even bother. I know people who, who whose relatives have died from the shot who have not reported it to VAERS. Uh, they yeah. verified that it was a shot. So so a lot, so it, when you, when something's on VAERS, and we see that more people have been injured from this than all other vaccines put together. It, it gives you an idea of the magnitude of people who have not reported to VAERS. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine the amount that haven't reported. Uh, that one, don't know about it, or two, just won't do it because there's been such a massive push by the other side of the argument. The I call them bot, pharma bots at this point because most mm -hmm. of them parrot each other. Mm -hmm. They they say the same things, and, and if you're... And if you're just speaking truth, they tend to stop trying to argue with you and they just call you a liar or, or, or it's almost like yeah. third, third grade bullying. They yeah. just they're mean. Someone and, did that to me uh, yesterday. They said you're a liar. And then someone said you're terrified. I said, I'm not terrified. I haven't had any shots. Yeah. I, I, I'm yeah, terrified for my friends and my family, yeah. people I love very much who've had shots. I'm just pointing out what's happening to try to wake people up. So I'm not scared at all. I sleep well at night. I'm worried about other people. And I mean, for someone to come out and, and say that I'm scared because of what I'm posting, how do they make that connection? You're right. They are pharma bots. Honestly, yeah, they're, they're either they're either bots like the AI bots or they're bots. I've always thought like ever since I've been battling back and forth with them and having the conversations, some of them you can tell, hey, this is a human that's just confused and mean right. or whatever but they're bought in some way. Their minds are bought off They're yeah. or they're just a bot. So to me, they're just bots at this point. Right. Uh, you can go both ways with that. Um, that being said, they're, they're pretty vicious. I mean, they, they, they come out of the woodwork whenever, when you hit on target, they're sent out of the woodwork to come and 
really try to jack your day up. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty twisted. It's I'm sorry you've because, experienced that. Well, and yeah, I, I mean, I can take it. I've been doing talk radio for 26 years, so they can say what they want about me, and I, I don't care. I don't know them. I don't... <laughs> I la- they think they affect me. I just laugh at them. Once in a while, I'll tangle with them. Other times, I just mute them because I just don't care. Uh, but yeah, you it's it's interesting because we we see every day you see young people dying of of crazy things. You've seen it. We've all seen it. And I don't know why these people are all dying. Okay, and there are people who are doing uh, Doctor Dow and other people are talking about. Well, not, I guess not a doctor. But uh, Mr. Dowd has written a book about this. There are a lot of people who are writing about it, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., whatnot. Lots of people talking about it. But it used to be that if somebody 35 died suddenly, like overnight, like yesterday they had dinner with us, today they're dead, people would go, wow, what happened? And what, another thing, to your point about people standing in line in the Pfizer line after someone dropped dead in front of them, what's interesting to me is people – they, they just, they'll not even ask. They don't go, well, why did Harry die? Well, he seemed fine Friday. Well, I don't know. They don't even ask Harry. And it used to be that if you ask if somebody was your age or younger and they suddenly died, you at least were curious because you wanted to make sure that didn't happen to you. And now died suddenly or a short illness or whatever is in every obituary just about. And nobody's even asking why people died. They're not even putting it in there anymore. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very, very hard to witness um and i don't know we could speculate on anything from gene therapy causing internal weirdness in the brain all the way to which is you know not a medical term but at this point i mean some weirdness going on that just makes them makes them not question or it's or it's the fact that they've just they've got stockholm syndrome to the or cognitive dissonance to the point where they're just too scared to actually question if you've taken a substance that you you now know might kill you you're going to try to look the other way on it as much as possible i mean that's sort of human nature i mean they we don't want to look at the bad we want to pretend like it doesn't exist so that could be it the ones that are coming out and fighting us though i mean they just have such an agenda um it's 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 really twisted that being said i've seen i've seen anything from Young, young strokes, young heart attacks, uh, aortic aneurysms, more aortic aneurysms than I ever saw post or pre, pre-mRNA. Uh, and by the uh, way, I want to let people know that if the uh, video kind of lags a little, it's because you're in Alaska and we're lucky to get a connection. So I want people yeah, to know we're doing the best we can. So you've seen aortic, aortic aneurysms, things like that too? Mm-hmm. Uh, aortic aneurysms, I've seen more of those than I ever saw uh, before the mRNA rollout. And yeah. I've actually asked the patients because people they'll come at me and be like, "How do you know if they took their shot?" Well, I mean, I ask. I mean, they were asking mm-hmm. you if you took your shot while, to get into a restaurant. Why can't a paramedic ask if you took your shot? I mean, right? Come on. Yeah, I saw so, there was a, there was a, a woman in in a, a, a premiere of Alberta, I believe, the other day. Somebody asked her, a reporter asked her if she had the shot. She goes, "That's nobody's business, really." Sure was a year ago. Yeah, it was our business whenever we wanted to get a job. Or, you know, we wanted to get a job, get into a restaurant. Heck, if you wanted to go to college, somehow it was their business. Oh, my God. So it, it's a huge double standard. But it, it's, it's sick. I mean, we're, we're, we're dealing with what a doctor called genocide. I had a doctor in an ER who was my ER doctor pull me aside and say we're experiencing genocide. And that was after we innovated our nurse manager. We had to actually take over the airway by innovating our nurse manager due to multiple blood clots in her in their lungs right after their Pfizer from from that to the hallway where my ER doctor is saying we're experiencing genocide Harry 
I mean, these are the type wow. of things that a lot of us have witnessed. Right. And and this this is some tough times we're experiencing. Right. I mean, we're we're in an information war like it's like it's never been before. Yeah, we are. Well, that doctor, I mean, obviously, you know, in the hallway, pss, 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 right, is not coming out publicly and saying that. No, that they ended up, they retired. They, they'd been working for that community for years. And actually, we had a conversation and they said, I'm going to pack up my stuff and I'm going to move out to my ranch and I'm going to be my own. I'm going to thing because, yes, it would be great if all these doctors like that doctor would come out and talk. But fear is a thing. And most people are afraid and, and afraid for, for good reason. I mean, there's a system that doesn't mind obviously killing us. I mean, and if you, if you are a big enough name, if you are a, a big enough, you know, if you have enough credentials behind you and you're coming out and saying the wrong things, you're probably going to need protection because mm -hmm. just, just little old me paramedic coming out and saying, Hey, I've seen this, this, and this. I mean, we get, we get people telling us that we should die. We get people telling us that we're the worst thing in the world. We get constantly hated on. So I, I don't blame a lot of these doctors for not coming out, but I do, I do feel sad and I pity the fear that they're living in because it's hurting. Not pity. Pity is a bad word. I'm saddened by the fear they're living in because right. it's harming so many other people. Absolutely right. I have a friend who's an anesthesiologist. She told me, oh, a year ago at the funeral of a friend of ours who died from the shot. And uh, he had the shot immediately, had a couple of strokes and, and passed. And it's verified that by his doctor, his wife was against it. He went to the VA without her permission. Uh, well, he went to the VA for something and without discussing it with her, his, his doctor had him get the shot. And that was the end of it. Um, we were at that funeral and this anesthesiologist said to me, you have no idea what I'm seeing, but I can't say anything or I'll lose my license. I mean, I, I, the idea that you can never work again, that you can be discredited in, in medicine never get another job because you dare to, to at least have an opinion. Doctors never agree on anything. You get 10 doctors in a room that not going to agree necessarily on treatment. At least three years ago, they weren't. And now everybody's in lockstep. I mean, it's, it's, it's really scary. It, it truly is. Um, and I don't see an easy fix to what we're experiencing. I just don't. Um, mm -hmm. I, I do hope that our, I say our side and their side, and I don't like having to do that, but there is such yeah. an obvious our side and their side. I mean, there yeah. just is. Um, our side has been trying to do things as by the book as possible and being censored for it. Their side doesn't seem to have a playbook, doesn't have any rules, and we're we're behind the eight ball on trying to fix this problem. I would I am so open to ideas. Um, I do like that I've been seeing this um, – petition rolled around uh, my feed the last couple of days. I guess the military members are trying to actually step up and do something to, um, to, to combat the mandates of the military that were there and actually call them out. Right. I like those kind of things. I hope it works. Yeah. And you've got Dr. Teresa Long who's been speaking about this and screaming about this all along, along with some other doctors in the military about what she has been seeing, which is just horrific. But once again, the risks were so high for people who dared to have a question. And, you know, the problem for me as a talk show host is there's some big names. I'm not going to mention them. You probably know them. Some big names in my business who told people to get the shot. Okay. I, I don't care who you are. I don't give medical advice. I never told people not to get a shot because I'm not a doctor. I'm not qualified. And even if I were a doctor, I'm not your doctor. Right. And so for a talk show host 
to get on the radio or or video or whatever and tell people to take the shot. Uh, by the way, one particular that I can think of now says, see, if I'd known then what I know now, oh, really? How many people did you send to their deaths, buddy? I, we don't know. And uh, I know people personally. Um, there's people, my, there are people in my church and other situations where they took it and they said, if I'd known then what I know now, well, Okay, I'm not beating them up, but a lot of people have regrets. There are those people who who never judged us for not getting it, but did it for whatever reason, and now have serious regrets, and they're they've got to be concerned. Oh, they've got to be immensely concerned. I, I I can't imagine knowing knowing what we know right now, and actually have put that substance in my body. I I, mm -hmm. I can't imagine the realism, the reality, the the red pill moment that those people are experiencing, and they. They need love. They, honestly, they need yes. to be. They're, just, they're victims. They are victims. They are victims. They're they don't deserve victims. this. Mm -hmm. That's right. And I'm not going to judge them and I'm not going to wag my finger at them and say, you were stupid. My attitude about it is I've done plenty of stupid things in my life that I knew I shouldn't have done, that I knew at the time, eh, probably not a good idea. In direct defiance of God, all of us have, raising my hands here, uh, and, and God has shown me grace. You know, sometimes you pay the price for those bad decisions, but God ultimately shows me grace more than I deserve. And so I'm trying to show these people grace. They made a decision, many regret, and darn it, we've got to try to do the best we can to try to help them. But it doesn't help them when other people, and by the way, I've talked to it, I know you have too, severely vaccine injured people and their friends and family turn against them and call them liars. How are we going to help these people if nobody wants to acknowledge that they're even injured or possibly could be injured in the future? I, I agree. I mean, it is a it's a spiritual battle. I mean, it, it, we can take the spiritual out of it if, if, if you need to, which I don't think you need to. But I mean, I've noticed just by pattern recognition that most of the people that most of the people I've talked to that are adamant, adamantly against taking this, they have some kind of spiritual aspect about them. Mm -hmm. That's just something I've noticed about the people. Um, I have met some atheists that are against it. I don't know what they've seen that did, but, but predominantly I've seen a lot of just spiritual people right. really be against the, this technology. And most of them mm -hmm. weren't against tech, aren't like, they're not Luddites. They were just against this shot for some reason. <laughs> um, yeah. And there were pastors, by the way, speaking of people who are irresponsible, there were pastors, some pretty big ones who were actually setting up shot clinics and things like that for their congregation, yeah. which I consider my pastor didn't give anybody a hard time. He didn't make it an issue. You get a shot, don't get a shot. Uh, that's up to you kind of thing. Right. And so our church was, some people did it. Some people didn't, some people didn't talk about it. Some people did. So that was not an issue, but there are churches where for pastors were lining people up to get shots. I mean, to me, talk about a breach of, of, of everything. Yeah, that's, that's, it's pretty wild. Uh, it's too bad the church hasn't like realized technology to it's like the church as a whole hasn't realized or understood technology. I mean, these, these MRNA shots, the code for it, I believe it was w within two days and an AI came up with it. Like if you ever get time, look up. Um, I was there when AI created a vaccine. Well, the MRNA code itself for this particular, these particular quote unquote vaccines, this experiment mm -hmm. that's been played out mm -hmm. was thought up by AI and human a collaboration which ai did it really fast and the humans wouldn't be able to do it that fast so right. so some yeah i yeah. was there when ai created a vaccine it's an mit article okay um so 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 this if the church had this the spiritual aspect which if you don't mind me talking the spiritual aspect for I, I don't mind you because i'm a christian and i'm very upfront about it so yeah please oh, okay. um i mean it 
an entity that's not human, that that the world is pretty much being introduced to at the moment, came up with a code within days that inevitably stopped the world. And they tried to push this whole, you can't buy, sell, trade, be a part of our society. And it, it divided the world. I'm not saying it's the mark, but I'm sure saying that my, my grandma told me whenever the technology didn't exist, that there was going to be something come along that has massive amounts of knowledge, and then they're going to offer you to take something. And if you don't take it, they're going to hate you for it. That's right. There's some really weird correlations to that. And my grandma, I mean, obviously was a smart cookie, even though at the time I thought she was pretty crazy. I was like, you crazy, grandma. <laughs> now I'm like, well, man, good Lord. Yeah. Um, that, that to say this, I think this was a precursor. I feel this was a precursor to what's coming to introduce people to the fact that there is a division, the spiritual, non-spiritual, the people that follow the, these uh, these governments and the people that won't follow these right. governments. Sure. And that singled us out. I mean, that's we're singling ourselves out. Hi, I'm, I'm spiritual and I'm not going to bootlick pharma and I'm not going to follow things that I'm sea poison people and I'm going to step mm -hmm. up and tell you what I've seen. Right. Uh, We'll eventually be completely censored and ostracized from society if this persists. If, if our side does not win this battle, we will be completely ostracized from society at this rate. Yeah, totally agree right. with you. We, we have to because it's common sense. And you know they're coming back again with something else. And the people who were so, once again, I'm not beating them up, but I'm just saying it's concerning. The people who are so quick to believe that government had our best interests at heart. I mean, I did a whole video, just a short one. The five top reasons I didn't get the shot and YouTube shut down my account and Vimeo shut down my account for that reason. Not telling it. Like I said, I've never given medical advice talking about my my own reasons. And I, I just couldn't understand how we had this so quickly. And I mean, that that should have been a duh. And secondly, why would I take a shot for something I already had? We've never done that in history when it comes to any kind of a vaccine. I had COVID in June of 2020. So why would I take a shot for something I already had? And also, if you take a vaccine, then you're protected. Everybody else in the country, in the plane, in the daycare, in the whatever, doesn't have to have the shot. You take it when you go to a third world country so you don't get a third world disease. That's the way vaccines are supposed to go. And I think I got through biology 102 in college. OK, I'm no genius here. But these were basic things, Harry, that were that were that people were completely ignoring and that right there was frightening to me that people, hello, uh, let's talk about these things. Nope, 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 nope. The shot, the shot. The sh you've got to do it for your fellow man. That's what we heard. I, I agree. And the, it, it's, they're, they're basically, these people are predominantly basing, basically ignoring all sorts of reality. Anything from the gender argument to, I mean, <laughs> at some point, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to wake up tomorrow and they're going to say, you know, the sky isn't blue. It's gold all the time. It's straight gold. And then yeah. one portion is going to believe they'll probably paint the sky Ukraine colors in their mind. The sky is blue and gold. It's gold. <laughs> and if you don't have blue and gold, then you're just, you know, we right. hate you. That's and, funny. It, well, we're calling good evil and evil good, which the Bible talks about repeatedly. And, and, and trusting in, in people we shouldn't trust in. And, and you're right. It's a spiritual. And I, and I don't want to pick on people of faith. And I know people of faith who've had the shot. And, and I'll tell you what they do say. They say, well, you know, God's going to look out for me. Well, that's not, I mean, God looks out for us, but God also lets you suffer the consequences of your own bad decisions at times. 
So the idea that you can take this and not suffer something, that may be the way God takes you out because he, you know, he already knew you were going to take the shot and you chose to do it. And there you go. Your life may be shortened. So that that's a cop out to me when Christians have done it. And I know Christians have said that to me. So it, it's very concerning. Uh, the, the main thing, like you said, is how many people have just completely turned on each other. And and I don't know about you, but before this whole thing started, if you'd asked me which friends of mine would have fit in this category, right, versus this category, I would have called you a liar, right? How people came down. I don't know about you. I'm sure your life was the same. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought that uh, a lot of the people that I know would have would have fallen for this. I, I, I had a, at the start of it, you know, before the vaccine, I hate calling them vaccines, uh, before yeah. these experiments were rolled out, I was talking, I was able to talk on Facebook at the time. I haven't been able to talk on Facebook for a long time, but I was able to talk on Facebook and I, I've been a medic for so long. I have doctor friends, paramedic friends, nurse friends, a medical community. We're a tight knit community normally, normally. Um, and I was telling them, you know, I, I don't want to take this. Uh, you know, they're going to, you know, I, I just have a feeling they're going to come out and, and tell us that we have to keep taking it. They're going to require us to take it over and over and over again. And they would argue, no, you're only going to take it once. It's going to be a miracle drug, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it, but I was a conspiracy theorist for, for all the things that I either was seeing or, right. or feeling was going to occur. And I mean, I even had friends that I thought were true friends whenever the, the vax did roll out and I did actually, you know, was open on Facebook. Hey, did CPR on a Pfizer line? I had friends come out and say, don't let your effing unvaxxed family be around my vaxxed family. Wow. Like, I mean, they were they were just that kind of, and friends. Like, so, and I knew at that point, if my friends that I've been, I've worked with, been in the ER with, if I, if they were going to treat me that way, then I knew the general public was definitely going to treat me bad. And people were able to see that. So I can understand the fear that, mm -hmm. that others have not wanting to come out. I, I would say to them at this point in time, you have no choice either, especially if you have children, you either overcome that fear and you speak out and you speak out as, yeah. as loud as you can from the rooftops or your children and their children are going to have to experience something even worse. And, and, and I don't think you can live with that. I know I can't live with that. No, I think that's true. And I also think that we don't know about, for example, having sex with somebody who's had the shot and you haven't had the shot. You know, I've talked to doctors and interviewed doctors who think that's a very likely possibility that you're going to be infected by those spike proteins. I, I don't I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Those are concerns. If the mother has a shot, obviously the baby's being developed in her body. And so that baby's born with all that stuff. We, we don't know the ramifications of that yet. Uh, not even talking about kids who are already here, but babies in the womb. I mean, we, we, we have no idea at this point. Have you seen many uh, miscarriages and things like that or that kind of stuff? Yeah, I, I, I posted one video on uh, X. Got a lot of hate on that one, of course. But um, mm -hmm. there was one night, which I, I've experienced miscarriages all throughout my career. But there was one night in one night there was there was nine miscarriages in one. There were so many miscarriages in one wow. night that I experienced that I had to get someone to come and clean the blood off of all the chairs in the ER. I was having to call and say, "Hey, I need you to clean these chairs." I mean, I, I've I've seen more miscarriages since the rollout uh, than I than I ever saw in my career. I mean, when I say when when I say things like I've seen more young strokes now, more heart attacks, more aortic aneurysms, more more miscarriages. 
more cancers that like the, at this oh. point, I've seen cancers that are suddenly so aggressive oh, yeah. and killing young people. Like yeah. I'll run these young people that are, yeah, I was diagnosed with stage four the other day. Well, I would be like, I'll ask, how long were you experiencing, you know, symptoms? How, how long were you hurting? Well, I just started having a headache, you know, a few weeks ago. And now I yep. suddenly have stage four. Yep. Like, I mean, and, and then I'll ask them, did you have any of these shots? What's really tough is whenever you ask now, because like the last one that I, I asked like whenever they had stage four cancer, whenever you ask now, they look at you and there's a piece of them you can see wakes up. And, and, and it's, it's a very tough thing to wake someone up to the fact that they have been victimized, especially mm -hmm. when you're in the back of an ambulance and you're, you're, right. you're in there with them and they're, they're going through such a bad moment. A lot of people would be like, is that the time and place to, to ask them those questions? Yes. Like, that, mm -hmm. when else are you going to ask these people? When are you going to put it in a report? And that's what I'll do is I'll put it in my report. Person yeah, you're not saying it caused it. You can't prove that it caused it. You're just asking the question, which is what we should be doing. And I'm sure that that sudden glimmer of recognition that they finally get like, oh, my gosh, connecting the dots, right? Yes, and that's very tough to witness. That's, that's I mean, it's hard. And it's hard being the person to usher in that that glimpse. You, I, mm. I don't want them to feel pain, and I definitely don't want them to feel abused, especially whenever they're going to be in a system now that's taking care of them. Because if you have stage four cancer, you have to go to the hospital and be taken care of by these, by by the people in the medical field. So mm -hmm. trying trying to one, ask questions, and then them glimpsing that they were harmed by the medical field, and now they're yeah. going to be in the care of the medical field. It's just a, it's a really bad scenario all the way around. Right. It's a good point because they go into the hospital. They're like, wait a minute. These are the people who were supposed to be right about this. And now they're going to be taking care of my cancer. I, a friend of mine was diagnosed with cancer uh, recently, very recently. And um, I'm very concerned about him very because of the turbo cancers that we're seeing. I, I hope as I know he's had I don't know how many shots, um, but I, I hope he's OK. But I'll, after all the things I've seen where people literally go from from zero to four in a couple literally in a couple of weeks or months. I mean, it's crazy. And, um, and I'm sure the oncologists are upset because it's screwing them out of money, right? You know what? You know what's funny, Harry? If a dog were running across the field chasing a ball and the dog dropped dead, one, one dog, and it went viral, yeah. they'd be marching on the dog food companies, right? Oh, for sure. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah, that. I mean, they, but, but you know what they wouldn't blame? They wouldn't blame the vaccine companies. <laughs> and I, 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 they would be talking about the dog food, but they definitely right. wouldn't be talking about the vaccine. Right. They wouldn't be talking about the vaccine. And of course, now it's opened people's eyes. I've had vaccines as a kid. I've had them. I haven't had any flu shots, but I've had vaccines when I was a little kid. Uh, and, I, you know, I'm still alive and there's a lot of controversy and discussion about what vaccines cause in kids, whether it causes autism or other things. I get all of that. It's another discussion for another day, but it's waking people up to that. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has been talking about that, of course, for a very long time and other people like him. But I think a lot of people hope. Hopefully, some people's eyes have now been opened to the entire industry that is vaccines that we know is coming back with something else again. And I'm hoping that, you know, that as the Bible says, them who has ears, let them hear. But you 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 can lead a horse to water. But you and I went through this just yesterday on X. They absolutely la, 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 la. I'm not listening. It can't be the shot. How can you say that? You're a liar. You're scared. You're pathetic. You're this or that. There are people who will just not hear it no matter what you do. To add to your point there, uh, that they just won't hear it. I ran a twelve-year-old's. Uh, I, I ran a twelve-year-old stroke. Uh, never in my career have I ran a stroke that young. Wow! And the person was playing kickball. The the child was playing kickball, and I, I ran to the school at all stroke stroke signs and symptoms. 
I called a stroke from the field, which will a paramedic will, will you know when we when we do stroke scale, we'll call a stroke so they can get the team ready so we can get that ball rolling because time time is brain, right. time is hard in a heart attack, time is brain mm-hmm. in a stroke. So we need to get right. you there fast. Right. And uh, I had the mom show up, and the mom got in the ambulance with me, and the mom is a nurse, and this is how how hardcore their their thinking is against shots being involved in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I said. You know, I believe she's having a stroke. Um, I believe the patient is having a stroke. Um, and uh, the mom looked at me and was like, could it be the blood sugar? And I was like, blood sugar's fine. I already checked blood sugar, paralyzed, you know, right side, thunderclap headache, all the, all the signs, slurred speech, um, severely slurred speech. I said, I'm having a stroke. Um, and then I said, does, does the patient take any medications or, you know, do they take any medications? Um, mom was like, no. I said, no medications at all. No health history at all. No, very healthy. I said, and I looked, I, I looked at the mom and I said, have, have they taken any of the shots? And the mom said, well, I mean, second Pfizer shot like a week or two ago. Wow. And I, and I went and I was like, okay. And I, I wrote that down and the, the mom, you, you could tell one complete disbelief that that could even be a possibility. Wow. And, and, and didn't add that to the medications. I mean, a, a nurse, when I said taking any medications, any new medications, right. doesn't even correlate that that's a new medication. It's just a typical vaccine in their brain. Wow. It's not going it, to, it's safe. It's safe. But they were told this is safe. This is safe. This is safe. Right, this is safe. Right. This is safe. And now, if you're a parent, you can't even admit it because then you're culpable. You're going to have to live with that guilt the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Listen, Harry, it's been a privilege. I know you're between runs today, and I so thank you for what you're doing. Let's talk again. Keep me updated. I'll be following you on X. And God bless you for speaking out. We need more people with some courage. God bless you, too. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Appreciate it. See you soon. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget, you can find me Sunday nights in St. Louis, 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time on 97.1 FM Talk. It's the Heidi Harris Show. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Rumble, everything. Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show, and HeidiHarrisShow.com if you want to contact me. Until we meet again, remember God is in charge. At the end of the day, we can talk about these things, and it's very important to stay informed and you know, stay concerned and all this, but we have to ultimately give it to him. Here's Tony Scottwell.